Hi there. I'm Joe Dudek, president and founder of Keyhole Marketing. And I'm Shannon Jarek. I work for Keyhole as the assistant brand manager. And this is Metaphorically Speaking, a podcast that explores the mysterious side of marketing. Hello again. Welcome back to Metaphorically Speaking and our continuing conversation on how to craft your business story. Today we're going to sort of get in the studio like an artist would in crafting that story. It's actually putting it together a little bit. And, you know, I know for clients that I work with, they're one of their biggest questions in these kind of conversations is like, where would I even start? How would I start telling the story? What do I even have to say? And we're going to help calm some of those fears today. That's the plan, at least. That is the plan. <laughs> So to kind of kick us off with our reflection, um, I wanted to share a quote from Maya Angelou um, that says, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. So I think that just applies really well to what we're talking about, because we know that you've got a story inside you. We know that everyone does. Um, and it can feel like a burden not to be able to communicate that well and, and not know Mm-hmm. how to paint that. So, yeah, um, yeah we're just excited to kind of get that untold story and, and bring it to light. Yeah, get that business story out there for people to hear it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start today with a rapid-fire questioning of Shannon. Hopefully some questions she knows the answers to. Hopefully. And we'll explain later why we're doing this, but let's mm. get to the questions first. All right. When were you born? We are going all the way back to 1996. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have a pair of pants older than that, I think. <laughs> Where was that? Normal, Illinois. And your parents' names? Mike and Christy. Were you the firstborn? I'm not. I'm number two. How many siblings do you have? I have five siblings. Wow. <laughs> you know. And you just graduated not too long ago. Yeah. What did you study? I studied communications and leadership. Graduated in December 2017. Okay. So. And why did you land on that degree? Uh, to be honest, I had no idea what I wanted to do going into college, and somebody told me I might be good in communication, so hmm. here I am. <laughs> should talk to that person. <laughs> yeah, kidding. they might have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> here and, you are in a booth with me <laughs> giving a podcast. Uh, um, name a few people in your life that impacted you. Um, definitely my parents are a huge factor in that. Um, so grateful to them. My siblings, the same. A lot of us are just really close in age and, and really close together. Um, I've got a couple great friends that I met in college as well. I don't know if you want specific names or not, but... <laughs> and I guess you can be one of them. Wow, I was going <laughs> cough over here if it was that wasn't made the list. Thank you for reading that script the way I wrote it. <laughs> Um, what are last question? What are some things you want to accomplish? Um, I really want to go to the moon, but that's sadly not possible because uh, I don't weigh enough. Mm. Yeah, so I'm rethinking my life plan now. Wow, uh, and I'm pursuing it marketing. revolved around the moon. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of see myself as a learner right now, but eventually I would love to just be able to teach or do training and development. Um, mm. I love what I get to do now, um, so. Yeah, that answers some of those. <laughs> those were all accurate. Good job. Um, so the reason we did that, other than just putting Shannon under the spotlight for fun, mm-hmm. is 
wanted to help just sort of tr- explain just sort of how a business can come up with their own story just by answering some very similar questions. Like there's some facts that you know about your business that's helped to start telling your story. They start populating that story with, with information. So you could ask yourself questions like when were you founded and where? Who were your founders' names? Um, how did you end up in this field? How did this business get started? Or how did you personally, if you're a small business owner, get started in this field? And why does it matter to you? And um, where do you hope to be in 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. the business itself or you as a person? You know, so, I feel so, like that's interesting. I feel like we forget to go back to when it was founded mm-hmm. and who founded it. Yeah. And- yeah. yeah, that's interesting. And they all seem like it all seems like basic information, but it's again, it's a it's a, the beginning of a story. Those are the, yeah. the, the facts that somebody wants to wants to find out. So let's do a couple more rapid fire questions. I'm ready. You ready? I'm so ready. What colors are on your bedroom wall? It's sad how long I actually have to think about this, but <laughs> blue and tan. Blue and tan. Separate walls. Separate. Okay. <laughs> Music you last listened to? Oh, I've been listening to the band Camino recently. So Interesting. Yeah. The last photo you took on your phone? <laughs> I took a picture of the wine I was drinking last night. <laughs> Perfect. As a true millennial would. Um, and the last text you sent? I think I was telling you that I was just waking up when I was supposed to be five minutes away from Indiana. Yes, that was scary. That was scary. <laughs> So there's another point to this exercise as well. There's things that you're telling about your business that may not be as concrete as like the facts we just talked about, or it may not be on your specific website, um, but it may be in the emails that you're sending people. So in Shannon's example, the text that she might be sending people, but any emails that you're putting out there, any PDFs or Word docs that you might be using internally, but you're you, you maybe you've prepared those for a customer and they're not haven't been externally presented out uh, like on your website or something, or maybe photographs that you've taken uh, over the years. Again, may not be public, but maybe on your social media account or the staff that you've hired. Like they're definitely a piece of your of your story. Um, any customers that you've served, they're part of that story as well. And I think even like we talked about the walls that on in your in your bedroom, the colors that they are. If you, you think about that's part of your story as well. If somebody comes into your space, if you have an office, like mm-hmm. that says a message to somebody else, or the music that you have playing when they come in, or even smells that come in um, that enter their <laughs> nasal passage, I guess, uh, when they come in. So, you know, I, I think about a business downtown Indianapolis just pop in. I mean, they're a popcorn place that if they didn't have a popcorn smell going, that would be super sad. That would be a problem. Nobody would want that product. So Mm -mm. that's definitely a part of their story. So now that we've got a better sense of where your story already lives, whether the thing, the, the story that you're telling intentionally or unintentionally through all these different ways, now we have to start thinking like, how are we going to get that story out? And there's a lot of different mediums. And you think about an artist, there's a lot of mediums that they work in. And the same way for you as, as a business owner, when you got to have that story, now that you it lives somewhere else, how do you craft that? And then where do you, in, in what form are you putting that in? So within content marketing, we, we have a few different buckets that we think about. Um, we think about written form, we think about audio form, we think about visual form. So, and we really do a lot of these for our clients. Not all of them. Some things we bring in different vendors or specialists, but we, we you know, definitely is, is kind of why we exist in creating these things. So starting with the written pieces, one of our bread and butter things is, is blogs that we write for our clients. And if you're not familiar with what a blog is, it's really just a web page. Um, 
on your site that provides some valuable content to to a prospect or customers. And ours tend to be 500 words or more, and um, we write those all the time for our clients. Thinking more about a website, there's other forms of content, written content you can put on there that, that tell your story. So the about pages are, are super valuable for this. The staff page, uh, your bios, and those types of things. Your contact us page, any landing pages that you might have. Um, landing pages being, a, a, again, maybe a, a resource that somebody would want to download um, that you would bring them to. And a newer thing that we started doing are content pillars, which are really just sort of longer, more in-depth types of blogs. Um, and it's a, it's a new technique, basically, that uh, helps generate some search engine optimization. Shannon's done a lot of these for clients. Maybe you can talk a little bit more about kind of what they are. Yeah. So this is kind of a technique that we adapted to because um, the world of Google is ever-changing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's like you said, it's actually a longer piece of content that's closer to 2,500 words or more versus a typical blog maybe being at 500 Um, But essentially what it is, is it's just a big like bucket. It's a big theme that you've identified. So within your company, what are some major things that uh, you know you do or are an expert in or can speak to very well? Um, What do people have questions about those specific topics? So for our clients, I identified after, you know, just looking through all their content, what some of these major themes were. Um, And then you use those as your content pillar. But it's essentially just a longer piece of content that answers a lot of those questions. And it points to a lot of specific resources, um, whether that be coming from social media or other blogs on your site or, um, you know, questions that people have on this topic. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool because it doesn't have to just be words either. You know, you can include video or or imagery um, or or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, and so really just two things that that Google cares about is that it's A, long, so that indicates, wow, there's a lot of stuff to crawl here, a lot of words Mm -hmm. to to crawl in in, and a page to be indexed. And then the more things to link to it, that also elevates its its presence in their world. So those are the two things that really help it. So, um, you know, one more thought on that too is I think, you know, it's the beauty of it is unlike a blog where you might just put it out there and call it a day, it definitely has a life to it that you're continuing to add more and more things mm-hmm. to it. And um, that's just helps you to keep that story fresh for everybody as they come to that page. So a couple more written pieces of content that you could consider email marketing. So we're thinking newsletters, uh, maybe quarterly or monthly newsletters, uh, any promotional things that you want to put out there for people to see, or like an introductory or welcome email that you might want to send to some people. Those are some examples of email marketing. Customer case study is just a way to tell how you've helped a customer along the way with your product or your services. There's also longer form content, like things like eBooks and white papers. Um, these tend to live on landing pages where somebody would have to go there and they want to get to these white papers or ebooks, but to do so, they have to give up an email or a phone number or a name to get that. And it's just a way to attract more visitors to your website. Uh, press releases. Uh, so these can kind of a little bit of trauma from the past. Uh-oh. I used to work in uh, PR. We don't say press release. <laughs> Well, I used to work in PR for years, so I did get a little bit worn out by that industry. But there's still a good value of putting your story in that realm and giving it to journalists who can distribute it to the to their crowd. Yeah. Um, and those tend to be like more like latest news about your business or upcoming events or new products that you might want to release. And then finally, social media is another written form of content. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, 
these are easy ways for you to deliver the content. So a lot of stuff that we just talked about above, the written pieces, this this is a great outlet for now to share that with the world. Um, and then we get into more visual, uh, videography, photography. Those are two other good forms of, of content that you put out there. Uh, we don't tend to do videography as, as a business. Um, we know other people who do it really well. And to, to get it done well, you need to find the right vendor. So we do photography, though, and we primarily do an architecture, staff photos, some of that kind of stuff um, within our business. But, you know, you may want to think about corporate headshots for your for your for your business or like your Google My Business listing maybe has no photos of your office or your space. Those might be a good outlet for or a good way for you to get some photography, some products that you might want to focus or events you're, you're at. Um, those are definitely um, things to consider from a photography standpoint of content. And, you know, we like to help clients build a, a library of content so that it isn't just um, one or two pieces, but they have a whole uh, slew of photos to, to, re- to reference back to. And don't always have to use stock photography. Exactly, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do, full disclosure, we do, do use some stock yeah. photography, but, yeah. um, and there's some good stuff out there, but there's the preference, of course, is to have your own library built up so you're infused within your content. Right. And then last piece of content is an audio form, things like this podcast. Hey-o. Yeah, this is an example. <laughs> That's why we're doing this, just to give you one example of, of this. <laughs> no, so this is another way to help your audiences. If, if your audience, you know, plays there in this space, I mean, maybe they don't care, but they would never listen to your product or service on a podcast. Mm-hmm. You have to know your audience well enough to know, is this a good outlet for them? So, and that's really true with all those pieces we just listed. If, if they're not readers, if they don't like looking at photos, <laughs> then <laughs> you have to just rethink like what's, <laughs> what's the best route. But, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, make sure that you're picking the content that's right for you, mm-hmm. you know, just, just keep that in mind. So you don't have to get caught up in the lookalike game. Oh, this business is doing right. that. Right. And, and even if it's a business that's similar to you, that doesn't mean that you have to do everything that mm-hmm. they're doing. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to kind of throw, you know, a wide range of examples out there. There are more than even what we've talked about, but um, it could be a good just kind of first step to think about, oh, that avenue looks interesting to me and I feel like it's relevant for my business. So, and we keep referencing this, but continue to filter those decisions through your unique value proposition, through the people that you're trying to target. Like you said, if somebody doesn't want to look at a picture, which surprises <laughs> me, but you never know, um, then that might not be the the way to reach them. Yeah. So again, a lot of content in this episode. We understand that and really just sort of scratch the surface on some of this stuff. But a few key takeaways you might want to just reference or just take away from today is you start looking for your story in some of the obvious spots that, that again, you're, the facts about your business, that you're the day you were founded, the founders, their story behind it, why they did it. And then go back and, and kind of dig through some of those less obvious spots of like your emails, your PDFs, your photographs, colors, smells, all those types of things. Um, yeah, there's so much more there than you might think. Mm-hmm. You've just got to take the time to exactly. look into it. And then once you have a little bit more understanding of what your story is and where it already lives, um, now you can start to think about what are the best content types should you be using based on your audience and who you are? And it should be written, visual, audio, all of the above. But again, as, as Shannon just said, let's let's try not to compare ourselves against competition first. They may be in that space and may be doing it well, um, and you may find your own avenue to do that. So. Right, or you may also do it well. <laughs> That's right. That's true. <laughs> 
Yeah. So just again, to kind of close it out, um, kind of take away a challenge, answer some of those basics of your own story, like Joe had mentioned. Um, and because there can be a lot to explore there, maybe like we talk about at the beginning with just kind of finding some space for silence, take some time off and come back to it even. Um it doesn't have to be overwhelming. So just start to explore where that content might already live. We're here to encourage you that you actually have a lot more than you think you do. Um, so it's just a matter of taking the time and initiative to find that. So explore uh, what would be the best place for you to get your message out there and have fun with that as always. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, if we can, if we can help you in any way, uh, identifying those pieces, helping you even dig through and identifying your story and where it lives already. We're happy to do that. Um, always, as always, send us a note to hi at keyholemarketing.us. That's H-I at keyholemarketing.us. And we're happy to help. Thanks again. We'll be back. One more final episode of season one. Mm-hmm.